Corona. Use it, don't lose it. The expert sessions. We all need ideas on how to best navigate this suddenly different world we find ourselves in with its new rules and circumstances. So we're reaching out to experts to get their input on some existential questions. The host for these sessions is Dr. Alice Stanton, a postdoc at MIT and brain engineer. So I'm Alice Stanton, and I'm very excited to be joined today by Alvaro de Vicente, the headmaster of the Height School in Maryland. Alvaro, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So summer is almost fully here, and students are wrapping up or in the home stretch and have just really weathered a really unusual time while also trying to finish their school year. So I was hoping we could talk a little bit about this situation and how to get the most out of the summer, even though a lot is still to be determined as to how things will start to ramp up again, the timeline of that, depending on where you live, all of that, and how much will actually be in person. But given all the situation, as we look at the summer, what messages would you like to give young people right now? It's a great question because no matter what happens during the summer in terms of how much people will be able to do, depending on where they live, as you said, and what their local governmental officials will declare, I think a situation that we can both look back and look to the future to learn from and plan for future situations, whether it is a pandemic or whether it is something else. So the basic message would be looking at the summer to look for powers, P-O-W-E-R-S. That's going to be the way out. And here's what powers stands for. The P stands for passion, to look for a passion to pursue during these days. Something has been taken away from us, which is ability to get out and move around and engage in different activities. But what has been taken away with one hand has been given back with another hand. So when the activities get taken away, that which activities take, which is time, is given back to us. Now we have more time than we did before. A lot of us find ourselves with more time at home. So that's time to be used well. And I would suggest one of those uses is by pursuing a passion that we might be able to enjoy for the rest of our lives. Learn to play the guitar. Practice more piano. Go back to the flute that you put away back in third grade. Uh, learn magic tricks. Draw. Pencil sketch. Whatever it might be. It's the chance to pursue that passion that could be a great way of relaxation for many years to come. Oh, others. We have been told, I think young people have been told, uh, at least I've heard, that they ought to be praised, that you young people should be praised because you're saving lives by staying at home. Other generations save lives by going abroad and fighting. You save lives by staying at home and not interacting. And that's true. But at the same time, frankly, I think that's kind of insulting. If, <laughs> if all you're being praised for is by not doing anything, right? You're like, hopefully it's more than that. And I think you're much better than that. And then the way to be much better than that is by taking care of others. And often young people are very generous with their time in going out to foreign countries, to mission trips to help others. We can't do that now, but you can take care of those who are closest to you, serving your siblings, serving your parents, grandparents, friends, perhaps. So don't let a day go by that you don't look around and figure out who closest to me needs help. And it's not going to be extravagant help. It may be just help cooking, help cleaning the kitchen, help setting the table, help smiling, help conversing, right? Spend time talking with somebody at home, 
not about a topic that you want, but a topic that they want. So others, thinking about others. W, work. The great opportunity that you have all had during this distance learning period is to work with greater self-discipline. The institutions that you attend are not there to tell you what to do. Even for young professionals working out of the house, so self-discipline, to do good work because we must, because that's who we are, that's what we do, not because somebody else looking over our shoulder. And especially to read. What a great chance to read, right? Mm -hmm. To read every day. I mean, reach out to somebody whose opinion you trust and ask for a reading list. What books will you read during this time? I know somebody, a very, very smart professor here in the D.C. area who taught at the Heights also for many years, who when he was a teenager decided he was going to read a book a week. And he's been doing that for decades. What a great way to use time. Uh, E, exercise. Exercise every day. Get out as much as possible. Get out every day. If it's sunny, it's beautiful, it's much better. If it's raining, um, rain is not going to kill you. Um, <laughs> you know, especially when you're young, in some ways you're like plants, you know, rain makes you grow, <laughs> makes, you, <laughs> makes you get better. So, you know, don't worry about that. A little bit of splashing mud as you run in the rain, you know, it might get your favorite sneakers dirty, but that's about as bad as it gets. So exercise, get outside every day. Do a workout routine every day, a routine that's sustainable for the rest of your life. See if this can be the time when you start doing a daily workout routine at home that needs no special equipment other than your body, right? And that you're going to be able to sustain and do for the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years, however long God grants you the life and the physical strength to do so. R, a routine and a daily schedule. One of the great enemies of these days is the drifting, drifting around the house with nothing clear to do. So a daily schedule. Not that you have to be doing something every minute. There can be some flexibility, but you have a sense for when you're going to work, when you're going to read, when you're going to do exercise, when you're just going to relax. And relax is not just sitting around doing nothing, but maybe it's watching a movie, listening to music, talking to people, whatever it might be. Especially important, a morning routine and an evening routine. So first thing in the morning, a morning routine that you're going to do every morning to get those first 10, 15 minutes of the day started in the right way. And also an evening routine to kind of shut down the day, right? As a way to go to bed, go to sleep, get a good sleep. And then finally, S, spiritual. The importance for a spiritual growth. One of the things that this situation has taught us is that we don't have that much control. I was amused at the beginning of this pandemic, some of the news reports talking about somewhat incredulous, like how could this happen in the United States? How could it be that we have this virus? How come we can't stop it? And sort of the sense that with all our power, how could there be something that is more powerful, even though it's just minute, it's almost invisible? Well, when something is bigger than we are, I think it's a call to not get overwhelmed, but to gain better perspective. It is bigger because we're not looking at it from the right point of view. So if you're walking around an unknown city and you're walking through dark alleys, you see no way out. You may be overwhelmed. What you need is a little drone to go up and give you a much better perspective of what the neighborhood is like. And then you can see that salvation's right around the corner. I always have to just go, you know, go down and take a right. Spiritual life, connectivity with God is that drone that elevates our views and allows us to see around us so that we're not overwhelmed by the surroundings, but we can place the surrounding in a much bigger space. So that's what I would tell young people as they face a summer, which is going to be different from others, is to look for powers, P-O-W-E-R-S. 
Love it. Wow. That's a great acronym there to remember too. I love it. And thinking about the first thing that you mentioned, passion, this also made me think about what normally characterizes the summer for young people, an important aspect of the human spirit, which is the spirit of adventure. How do you think we can keep that spirit of adventure alive this summer? I think that there is going to be an opportunity to get out. I mean, it's not like we're not condemned prisoners in jail. Like, (laughs) you know, you can still get out and hike. And depending on where you live, there are going to be terrific hikes that you can do, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, spirit of adventure, rediscover nature, rediscover trees. How about this? Pick two or three hikes around your house and take a picture of the trees that are most prominent and then look them up. Find out all that you can about them their name, their origin, their characteristics. So that would be a spirit of adventure. The other spirit of adventure, frankly, is you don't have to go anywhere to have a spirit of adventure. I think approaching every day with a sense of purpose is where adventure comes in. Hmm. And the sense of purpose is thinking about others. So there's a lot of adventure in asking yourself in the morning the question, who am I going to help today in a special way? And then go and pursue that. That's the spirit of adventure. So it's not just being able to travel because, you know, we're not going to be traveling overseas this summer. I don't think. I mean, unless you want to spend 15 days in a hotel room by yourself and then come (laughs) back and spend another 15 days in a hotel room by yourself. That's not a great adventure. So, you know, let's look for adventures at home. And they can be a lot, a lot of good things to experience that way. I love it. Yeah. And you already mentioned trying to help others, even if it's just with a smile or at the dinner table. I mean, that's a great way to find that purpose and being with others. Are there other ways you would recommend building that purpose this summer or building those things that are more deeply meaningful than the Netflix binge or the YouTube binge, other, right. other meaningful <laughs> activities? You know, the other meaningful activity, I think, for this time is rediscovering reading. A lot of us, and I know I've mentioned it already, and you know, anybody who knows me will be rolling his eyes because it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to talk about meaning in life without mentioning reading at some point, right? But rediscovering reading, a lot of us have lost that sense, that art, that beautiful avenue to truth, right? So when I hear people say, and I just don't have time to read, I think, well, that's just not right. That's just not true. You do have time to read, It's just you're not willing to make time to read, right? It's like saying, I'm so busy, I don't have time to eat. Well, there are very few people in the world who can actually say that, right? (laughs) Most people do find time to eat. So you have time to read? Yes, you do. It may be five minutes one day. It could be two hours another day. But I do think that that's one where we can find purpose. And I would say for reading, do come up with a good list, just good books that will enrich us. You know, I mean, I could send you a list of a couple hundred books, a must-read books, but I think the most useful thing would be for people to find somebody in their lives whose counsel they would respect and ask that person, hey, could you give me some book recommendations? I think we all have in our lives somebody like that. It may be, mm-hmm. it may be a college teacher that we have now or that we had. It may be a high school teacher. Frankly, if you're a young professional and you think back to your English teacher 10 years ago in high school or maybe it's in middle school and you find out his email, send my notes and say, hey, I was just thinking about you and always impressed by your class. Could you give me a couple of book recommendations? That teacher will love it. Sounds good. And then I was also wondering, I mean, you kind of laid a good framework with the POWERS acronym for weathering whatever comes. But, you know, as we reopen, there's inevitably going to be other challenges, other setbacks that await us in the months ahead. 
And we want to kind of build good habits that are going to help us respond to those difficulties, whatever they may be. Do you have any comments on that for what could be helpful for young people in preparing for the unexpected? Sure. I would say that in case you haven't noticed, this powers thing, I mentioned as a way to deal with the unusual time of quarantine and so forth. But it's a Trojan horse. Just to be honest in advertising, it's a Trojan horse. You can use it for the rest of your life. My real hope is now that you find it useful while you can't do other things. But while you can't do other things, you begin doing it and become so much part of you that it becomes inseparable for the rest of your life. So when we go back to normal, do keep that passion going. Maybe you can't spend an hour a day anymore, but you can spend a couple hours a week or an hour a week. Stay in the mindset of helping others. That's not something that we do part-time. To be of service is not a part-time occupation. It's a disposition that is permanent. Stay with the learned habit of self-discipline at work and reading. Stay with the workout routine. And that's why it has to be sustainable. Maybe you're not going to be able to go hiking as often, but you could do that five, 10 minute, 15 minute workout every day in your room. Stay with the morning routine and evening routine and do not of the spiritual openness and depth that we may acquire during these days. So, you know, when we go back to normal, I would say, keep the powers going. Don't give up your powers. Sounds good. And then given that you're the headmaster of a school, you think a lot about philosophy of education. What do you think we've learned amid this crisis about education and perhaps online education, remote tools, how we take this back in the next phase or in the long term? What do you think about what we've learned through this crisis? Sure. I think what we've learned is that remote tools available to us now are fantastic when you can't be in the same room with a student. So Mm -hmm. if you can't possibly be in the same physical space, the remote tools are great. At the same time, the remote tools are so deficient and so insufficient when compared with the true human interaction of sharing the same physical space where education really, really thrives. True education, especially with younger students, is not about dumping information that you can do remotely. It's about shaping the mind, shaping the hearts, shaping the soul, and that has to be done through sharing the same physical space because body language matters, because the way you look at somebody matters, and you can't have the same look through a screen. That's going to be personal. But, you know, the quick comment to somebody, the multiple times a day interactions, no matter how short they are, those things do matter. That's how relationships are forged and education travels freely through those relationships. Distance learning, it's okay. It's a great tool when you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Very good. Do you have any last comments or advice you want to leave our listeners with? Keep looking for those powers, holding on to those powers. And as with anything else in life, the greatest adventure is to embrace that which is given to us and to do the best we can with us. So for that, I hope that all the listeners can find it in their minds and hearts. I'm sure they will to be thankful, thankful for this time and whatever we may learn because of it. And we may be able to improve in our lives through it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alvaro, and look forward to maybe connecting again in the future. Sure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Corona. Use it, don't lose it. Thanks for listening. This show is produced by Gabby Kussner and Marie Oates. Tune in next time to hear from more experts about using this crisis as a trampoline for personal growth.